Double the game week, double the surgeons. It's the next instalment of the Fancy Football Surgery Podcast. Hello everyone, we are back for our 92nd episode and we're heading into the double game weeks. We've just come off the back of watching that phenomenal Liverpool performance to knock out Man City from the Champions League and perhaps even more impressively Roma knocking out Barcelona but the Iceman doesn't like me talking about the Champions League. <laughs> so let's welcome him along, it's the Iceman. Thank you, thank you very much Billy, welcome back to yourself too. Thank you. Did you, did you follow the Champions League results tonight? They were on in the background, yeah. It was quite exciting in the end, wasn't it? Um, the Roma things really kind of shocked everyone, shocked the world. It really has. Be interesting to see uh, what you make of City's chances now moving forward in terms of picks and Liverpool as well. Uh, of course, we only like Europa League football as Arsenal fans. So, joining us to dictate what's going to happen over the next couple of games with the double game week coming up, first of all, we have a man that joined us previously. He's still in the top 100. It's Mr. David Isaac. Welcome back. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me again. Great to have you back in, David. Have you been, as you said to us before you came on the pod, you're still doing pretty well. What exactly position are you in at the moment? Uh, 91st overall at the moment. I haven't really changed much since I've been on. I've been between like 100 and 30 to 60, just up and down kind of there. Nothing crazy, but at least I'm not dropping down, so can't complain about that. Is it difficult to make any movement in that kind of area? Then it's like difficult to go high. Uh, I think it's. I think it is difficult to get high because everyone's teams are so similar, and everyone's just been captaining Salah for the last ten game weeks or so. Yeah. So I think maybe now after these double game weeks and everyone's different um, chips usage coming up, so they might see more changes in the top five hundred, one thousand. But as of now, it's just been quite difficult to gain any real positions. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very impressed. We'll be uh, asking you a bit more about how you've been, uh, how your team's looking in just a moment. Um, we have a fourth surgeon on tonight. We are, we really are treating you with a double game week. The Iceman thought, let's get as many people on as possible, hmm. and we we thought we'd bring back friend of the pod, Steve Woods. Welcome back, sir. Stuart, Stuart Woods. Welcome back <laughs> to the pod. Hello, guys. Hey, Stuart. Hello. It's been so long I've forgotten your name. Welcome back. It has been a very long time, isn't it? How, how does it feel to be back for your uh, your residence uh, once yearly appearance on the pod, having been one of the original founding fathers? Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's very exciting times. I don't know why you've invited me back, though, considering I'm like 107,000th in the overall league. But it's nice to be here anyway. I'll pick up some tips from David. <laughs> Well, a few months ago, we had some feedback that at times the pod was a little dry, so we're hoping you're going to moisten that up a little bit over the next uh, I'll do my best, as long as I don't get shot down by the Iceman every five seconds. Oh, it will happen. It will happen. I think it's already happened. Brilliant. Good to have you back on board. We look forward to seeing how you've been getting on and your picks for the upcoming double game week. So, chaps, let's go with our customary uh, scan around the teams and see how we've got on in this game week pass. As the resident editor, would you like to tell us how your game week went? Yeah, I mean, I, I did look at this game. I had so many injuries and I was very tempted on wildcarding. 
and going away from my original plan, which was free hitting this week and wildcarding game week 36. But I managed to hold off and I had Mkhitaryan, Salah, uh, I think it was Stanislas, yeah, Stanislas, all injured. So I just thought I'd take a minus thought. I knew Firmino and Salah wouldn't be playing. So I was, I was at risk of just having nine men. But I took out Stanislas Kenny as well and brought in Kiko Firmino because Watford's got those two home games last week and in game week 35. So, and obviously Sterling's got the games as well. So I actually finished up, I captained Aubameyang like most others did. And I actually finished up on 45 of minus four. So 41 moved me up to 5k overall. So yeah, not too bad this week actually considering. Moving on up again, you're having a great season there. And um, were it not for our impressive guest, actually, that'd be one of the highest finishes a surgeon's had for a while. So we're all rooting for you to finish in that top thousand, Jim. Yeah, cheers, mate. It's, it's funny because I actually got the only two clean sheets from the week in Everton and Liverpool. I still had Baines and Van Dyke. No one else got a clean sheet, so I got pretty lucky there because... Surely that's we, luck more than... Yeah, that's very lucky <laughs> because we were expecting goals in that game. Right, okay. Well, uh, as, as a resident surgeon, I'll go next and I'll go to Woodsy and David. So um, I had a pretty good game week as well, 15 points above the average with 47. Unfortunately, it was a pretty much a spread of twos and ones across my team. My only significant scorers were my differential captain of Vardy, which turned out pretty good for me, and, uh, and Ericsson as well, who got 15 points. So I'd actually wildcarded thinking about this upcoming game week so I could do my bench boost. Fortunately, the, the players that I went for sort of carried me through. The only negative was I took out Aubameyang for Lukaku, anticipating the double game week. And of course, he, uh, he came up trumps again. So a bit gutted with that, but there we go. Um, but that, that's actually moved me up. I think I've jumped around 150k places in the last few weeks. So looking to, to keep building. Woodsy, how did you get on? Uh, shocking, mate. Uh, to okay. be fair, 32 overall. Um, so the average, you're a bang average. Was I bang average? Oh, yeah. Yeah, bang average, yeah. take it. Bang average. That's well, not it's not below average, is it? So I will take that. Highest scoring player was Luca with the two-all uh, draw for Palace. He continued his form, which scooped me up 10 points. And that was as good as it got. I had a captain fail with Son. Um, and, yeah, everyone else just produced breaching the two boundary. Yeah, disgusting week. It was a, it was a thrifty week for managers. David, how did you do? I did decent. I got 41 as well. Um I made um, a big decision going into the deadline, was, which was taking out Salah. At 11.29, I thought, because I was thinking about it all morning, Salah for Ali, and I was like, I can't do it, then I can do it. Then at 11.29, I thought, okay, I'm not going to do it. But I had the screen open, ready to confirm. And I thought, you know what, just as it hit 11.30, I pressed confirm, and I thought, if it goes through, I don't mind. It's, I just left it up to the, the gods of FPL, and, I, cool. and uh, suddenly it went through at 11.30 when I checked my transfer history. So... I kind of just, I was thinking Ali's got Stoke, who he's got a good record against, plus Man City, and then Brighton as well, versus Salah's one game against Bournemouth. And I know Salah can go crazy in one game, but if he doesn't, if he just gets under 10 points and Ali, you know, gets a few points, I think I could gain a lot. But it wasn't really to be, I gained um, four points really because Barnes was going to come on for Salah. So still, still not over, but yeah, Aubameyang captain like most people and Vardy goal and that's about it. Twos and ones everywhere else really, but not too bad. You, you kept the faith from Aubameyang. Is he going to be in your double game week? No, no, he's, he's going to be out. He said three. Okay, fair enough. So we're a bit of a mixture of uh, performances there, chaps. Good job. 
Right, so let's see how things are going in the top 10 of the mini-league. So in 10th place, we've got Marco de Benedictis with Barkley up the wrong tree and uh, dropping to 10th. Uh, Thiago Costa is in 9th place. Andrew Redmond in 8th. Alex Costa has moved up to 7th. I, I say it every week, I love that rivalry. Um, Andrew Ferguson in 6th. No other movement at the top, so Stevie Sunshine with Cruise Control in 5th. Joe Stone in 4th. Our guest, David, is in third place. Demir Tanay is in second. And Rizwan Chowdhury remains at the top. Uh, just want to see how he's faring. Third, third overall, yeah. Third overall, not bad. Yeah, not he's, bad. Got that, he's got that Stevens to deal with, though. Stevens got red card. He had him on his bench. He looks very well set for the double game. But he looks like he'll probably bench boost, actually. He just obviously yeah. needs to make that Stevens change. What, what are you doing for that um, Stevens change, Bully? Because you've got him. Yeah, I have. I have actually swapped him out. So I looked. I, I'm double game week wild carding, as I said. Yeah. Um, I did want a Saints player in just to, to cover them, but having watched them, I'm not that confident of them at the back under Hughes, and I've actually decided to go away from Saints. So I've actually gone double Burnley at the back. I went with Lowton. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got Tarkowski and Lowton, so I'm sure that's going to be a bad idea. But if Burnley do have a good day, that's a that's a good couple of six points there. So yeah, I'm out. Did you have that issue with Saints at all, Iceman, or no, no Saints? No, no, I, I haven't wildcarded yet, so I'm on my free hit, so I've, yeah, I've not really got any issues. So, yeah, I was trying to Who would be stupid enough to put in relegated Saints players? <laughs> yeah, me, me two weeks ago. I was looking at Long as well. He looked, uh, he looked very sharp against the Gunners. <laughs> yeah, he's injured now. Of course. Right, so let's move into the game week fixtures. Now, the way that we're going to do this, we I think we've been talking about these for a number of weeks, really. So these fixtures are going to be no surprise to anybody. But what we are going to do is start by talking about the double the double game week teams with the best fixtures. I think that's the plan, isn't it, Iceman? Yeah, so I'm not going to kind of list them in an order. We're just going to go through the teams with the two double game weeks this week because we, we want to make sure we speak about them the most and which players to bring in from them. And I think it's probably best to start off with United, to be honest, because they look to have two of the best fixtures. They play West Brom at home and they play Bournemouth away, but they've only got three days between the games and they have got the FA Cup on the Saturday versus Spurs. So I don't know if that needs to come into people's thinking when actually looking at these teams. But David, I'm going to go to you for first on this one what is your what's your thoughts on these united assets and who are you looking at who have you got and who do you want to bring in well at the moment i've already worked out in 32 so i've got uh, david de gea and goal and i went for by in defense which oh, okay. was the wrong choice but you know i thought i'd play it safe and spend more money i thought it was guaranteed so i've got um one slot available and i'm still thinking about because I'm going to take out Aubameyang, so it's either going to be for Kane or Lukaku. And I'm just, I'm still haven't decided yet, to be honest. Um, trying to look at the stats, and I think I'll decide that on Friday. But I think there are quite a few good assets. I really like um, Sanchez as a differential. Obviously, I'm not in the position to get him in because it would, com- it would um, need a complete restructure of the team and loads of minus points. But if I was uh, free hitting, I'd, I think I'd, he'd be one of the first names on my team sheet because he's known to be explosive as well for Arsenal and against teams like West Brom and Bournemouth after two double-digit two double digit hauls, he can easily smash this game. We can, I would even captain him. Um, I think everyone's got David De Gea and I think Smalling looks to be the most nailed-on defender at the moment. There probably will be some rotation, as you mentioned, with the FA Cup coming up with the centre-backs. He does do that a lot, but I think Smalling looks to be nailed. 
Um, I also just, like the just a quick one, quick one on Smalling. Did you hear him at the end of the match today? I don't think I've ever heard him speak before. Uh, I was thinking that. I, I, just, I think that he, he definitely a little bit on the camp side, isn't he? Yeah, one of those the voices just didn't suit the face. Yeah, it's quite funny. Before you moved on from Sanchez, I was just going to say he has uh, had a double-digit haul twice in a row now, and it was before I think it was before the Swansea game. He was mentioned that he's just not doing very well. United. It was full of like just no no real goals or assists or anything for about ten games or so. And then he announced in the press that yeah, he's really annoyed that he's not doing very well and he's going to up his game a little bit more. And then he comes out and then gets a goal and assist against Swansea and then two assists against Man City. So he really does look like he's trying. So as you mentioned, yeah, I am on free here, and he was one of the the first players in my team. Nice one, yeah. That's, that's going to be a good advantage for you because mm. not many people will have him. I, I think, you know, with probably three slots already taken for United in most teams. So I was just going to mention two other midfielders, obviously depending on budget, if you can't afford Sanchez or Lukaku. Um, uh, Lingard as well as a cheap, cheap midfielder. Again, game time will be probably a bit, you know, a bit dodgy, but he can be one of those that can get double digit in one game and even gets two or three the next game. You're looking at a good score and Pogba as well. If you have that kind of money to spend, about up to eight million, he's again one of those confidence players, and it looks he hits form and he can get a few double-digit hauls as well. So quite a few assets for United going into the double game week. So it just depends if they kind of go all out attack and score goals, or if they keep it low scoring and the defense comes out on top. Yeah, I think I, I kind of agree. But on the Pogba one, he hasn't played very well for a while, has he? And then he kind of exploded against City. He was, he was pretty poor in the first half, but kind of came into his own in the second. He has had more attempts and more shots on target than any other United player in the last four, which was a bit of a shocking stat, which I saw. Nine shots on goal and five on target. So it shows that he is getting forward. He is producing kind of attacking stats, but whether or not he's going to score the goals like he did against City, I'm not really sure. But yeah, I... Totally agree on the um, Lukaku thing as well. He actually, a lot of people are moving away from him because he didn't get any, I don't think he got a shot on goal against City, but if you look at his attack and returns in the last five league home games, he's constantly returned for United. So again, he is another one which is, is nailed in my team. What are your, what are your guys' thoughts, Billy? Stu, any? I'm, um, yeah, I, I, I liked the look of Pogba against Man City when he turned it on. A couple of good finishes, good link play with. Sanchez and it, it's his value that's really appealing I mean suddenly if he's going to be I think he'll start these two games and his value could allow you just to free up cash for other players elsewhere that's really generic but I do think if you haven't quite got the 11 million plus for Sanchez he would be almost a safer option in terms of minutes than Lingard having said that I have gone Lingard but that's because I only had six million for that position so I'm quite pro Pogba at the moment I fancy him to, to do well here Plus, he's in the shop window for the end of the season for Real Madrid or Barca. Yeah. With Lingard, though, I just think every player that we're choosing for United at the moment are going to bear a risk. But I think that the, the two nailed, well, probably three nailed on ones are Lukaku, Sanchez and De Gea. I think every other player is going to be a slight risk to it because, as I mentioned, they have got only three days between these games and then they've got that FA Cup against Spurs. So whether or not they'll rest some players against Bournemouth away, it's just those fixtures. They're so juicy that you just... I feel like you do need three United players, definitely. That's a good shout. What about the Woodman then? What do you think? Uh, I think it's well worth investing in Lukaku over Pogba and, Pogba and Sanchez. I think they've been too inconsistent for me. 
and uh, Lukaku only scores against the small clubs, and they so with their fixtures, I think he's going to score. Yeah. Uh, and I've popped in Smalling and De Gea just because I'm I'm eyeing up the clean sheet bonuses and save bonuses potentially rather than taking punts on Lingard and Pogba because United, it's, I don't know, they're not going to score four plus, three plus, are they? They're more likely to get a one nil or a nil nil, in my opinion. So I've gone defensive and thrown in Lukaku. And plus, he's going to be pushed to score goals because it's Man United to win the league now, isn't it? With City and meltdown. What's well, tonight's fixture? Four on the bounce now. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're having having two United defenders. I think it's getting the right one. I mean, like Smalling, if he plays both, and De Gea, if they both play, well, obviously De Gea is going to play both, but they've got the lowest clean sheet odds for both games. So it's more or less nailed on that they're going to get a clean sheet. And I can, I can see it two, two doubles. It's whether you get the right defender because Jones is back now and whether or not he will play in displace Smallin in one of the games, you know, rotation risk, but it could be a, a risk which is quite, uh, quite rewarding. Yeah, he's, he's not a, um, he's not an option to pick, but you could also see Lindelof like getting a few minutes and stealing game time there. Yeah. yeah. Inconveniently, exactly. Um, yeah, that's a good. I think it's a good point, though. Woods, they both have been sort of fairly inconsistent, and you, you nailed on picks definitely uh, of those two. De Gea, I think, probably be the goalkeeper of choice for this double game. Week. Yeah, you look at last year's double game. I think he gave us like seventeen points to Gea. I just think, yeah. I do think you definitely need cover of United at the back. It's just a question of the other two which you get. Um, so shall I move us on to the next? I was team? thinking Chelsea might be a good shout for us next. Yeah, we can go to Chelsea. So they've also got two double game weeks. So we've not only got to be thinking about this week, but we've also got to be thinking about game week 37 because those double game weeks have been announced as well. Obviously, they don't play in 35. We need to make sure we let everyone know about that as well. But they've actually got five days between the two games. So they're playing two away games, uh, one against Burnley and one against uh, Southampton. So Southampton first away. So it's it's two away. It's just their form at the moment. They're just not playing very well at all. I mean, like, they've got five defeats and 11. Conte rumoured to be leaving. Their heads are kind of down. The only thing is they play West Ham, your West Ham, was he? And it looked like they just should have won, but nothing was clicking for them. And how many players you you have from Chelsea it's it's just going to be a tough one how many have you got Billy? Uh, So I've at the moment I I was kind of pondering over this but in the end I went for I've gone Reading Hazard as my differential and actually that was it (laughs) because I um, I couldn't couldn't uh, couldn't bank on any of their defenders Courtois I already had De Gea William would have been my other choice there but as uh, as someone that wants to make up from my position overall I'm going to roll the dice on Hazard as a bit of a differential. Yeah, I think he's a massive differential. David, who have you got? I've got Alonso and William at the moment. Yeah, they're, they're the two which which I'm looking at. Uh, I think, I mean, Alonso, he, he's definitely due a goal, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, he almost scored again. He keeps on almost scoring. It was, <laughs> it's kind of good because I haven't owned him all season and I'm, I am looking forward to owning him in this season. It's just, Chelsea just can't seem to keep any clean sheets at the moment. Yeah, with, with Alonso, you're not really, you don't really care about the clean sheet. That's just a bonus. I mean, he's in the box so much, you're just going for goals and assists. I mean, clean sheet is, is literally just a bonus because he has so many attempts on goal, so many attempted assists. He's up there for corners, for headers. He takes free kicks. Yeah. And I've watched them so much this season. And like you said, he's almost scoring like every game. So 
I just feel like if you don't have him and he just gets that 14, 15, 16 point haul and you could just be missing out because he's quite highly owned as well. Yeah, exactly. I mean, William, your, your other man, he's a frustrating player to own. He, he seems to get quite a lot of stats as, as in like he created six chances, five attempts on goal, should have scored with one on one, created one of Morata's goals, which was offside, but yet gets no points. And, yeah, um, I'm not a massive fan of him, no. fancy league wise. I just kind of like, one of those, you know, I had to have him in because I needed a Chelsea attack and I didn't have the money for Hazard. But Williams, he's the kind of player that gets these 16-point um, hauls when no one has him, you know, in game week three, four, five, things like that. But when everyone has him and he's, you know, because he's playing minutes, as soon as he stops scoring, he gets rotated massively again with um, with Pedro and whoever else. So I, I don't think, I can't see him getting any points, like big points anymore the rest of the season. I can see Pedro even starting one of the games. So... Yeah, I think I'm just stuck with him, really. It's not a transfer I'm looking to make, but I wouldn't be putting him in if I was um, free-hitting. I think it's a risk having any Chelsea, just because they're so yeah. poor at the moment, kind of so inconsistent. Terrible, so yeah. if I, I'm, I'm wanting to have that cover and not prepared to take the massive hit of having Eden in, because he's done nothing in four game weeks. Willian's picked up more points uh, more recently than that. So I think if you're looking for Chelsea coverage and say playing your free hit, I'd invest the money elsewhere and just have a, you know, go for the cheaper option and have William because he's got the ability to pick something up there. I think Eden's just a lot of money to take a big chance on. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I suppose it's, it's whether you want to risk or just have a couple of punts. Pete's taking, he's trying to move up in the ranks. So he's taking a massive punt on Hazard, which, yeah. you know, could work, might not. He even, he also set up a goal for Morata, which was offside. So, it was potentially, he was having a few shots at range. It just wasn't happen, happening for him. I think the kind of confidence is a little bit down for Chelsea. I mean, like people have been going on about how awful a season Arsenal are having, but they're only three points behind Chelsea in the end. So they, they're really not on form. It's just their fixtures also, not just this double gaming for the rest of the season are pretty good. And yeah, William, 45% owned in the top 10k. Kind of do want him in my team, but. I feel like having Alonso is more of a, a must for this Chelsea team. Yeah, I agree. Alonso, if you're going to go for it. I mean, the indication was last game week, wasn't it? If you can't finish your dinner against West Ham, then you know you're in trouble. <laughs> yeah. So, Okay, so do you think we've exhausted Chelsea? I mean, the one other player I wanted to put out to you guys, Dave, I'd be interested in your view, is uh, Christensen, because he is the cheap route into the Chelsea back line. What do you think of thoughts on him? Um, well, up until last game, he looked quite nailed on, but they just got he just got rotated again. I think I don't know if he he missed the game, didn't he? Yeah, he didn't play, and his injury record isn't really good. And he's had four ninety minutes just before that, but before that he was coming off just before sixty, twenty seven minutes zero. So I would you know five point three is sounds cheap, but it's actually quite a bit when you can invest in a Burnley defender for cheaper, and you know you'll get two ninety minute games. Uh, Christensen, I mean, all right, he's got a double gaming, but who's to say he's going to play both? Uh, Cahill came back last game, captained. So you just can't guess the defence. The only one that's nailed on for me is Aspi in the centre-back roles. And, you know, he's going to swap with Rudiger and Christensen and Cahill. So I wouldn't spend 5.3 on, on Christensen. And it's not like Chelsea defence are doing amazing. I mean, the reason I've gone for Alonso is, like I said, for the goals and assists. Aspi, I know he scored, but he doesn't ever score. So he's not really worth 6.9 because he doesn't give you attacking returns. 
So, yeah, I wouldn't go for Christensen with that price. There's, I think there's better, cheaper options. Yeah, I would say that Alonso is probably the other nailed defender, maybe. I don't think Emerson yeah. is getting a shout in at the moment. And I do think when going for a defender, I do think you, you just need to go for the players that are nailed and are playing every week and, like, you can almost guarantee you're going to get 90 minutes each game. Whereas Christensen obviously didn't play last game, so there's always going to be a risk there. Uh, yeah. Rotation. Okay, so I think that just about um, exhausts rather Chelsea at the moment. So I'm looking at these other double game week fixtures. I, I think Spurs is probably the uh, the most sensible one to go to next. Do you yeah. agree with that, Iceberg? Yeah, we can go to Spurs. So they've got Man City at home first game um, and then Brighton away. But again, they've only got three days in between their games and they've got the FA Cup on the Saturday against Man United. So we've always got to be keeping that in our heads that the distance between games is going to dictate who's going to play and how long they're going to play. So, I mean, like if they uh, get a result against City, you know, they may be dropping players against Brighton. I mean, a lot of people own Son at the moment. Whether or not he will play all those minutes, I don't think he will. I, th- I think he's he's not going to be as nailed as, say, maybe Kane. I think Kane probably should play. See, I'd argue the other way, mate. I'd probably say with Kane's recent injury and if they're going to be saving him for so cup fixture. It's a good point. So he'd probably, I'd, I'd say Son's more likely to get the the minutes and and save Kane potentially. But the thing, absolutely no way, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, the the thing is, he he's really going. For and that's game, why too. I'm where I am in the league, chaps. <laughs> But that he's really going for the golden boot. I mean, like he's had to come out and swear on his daughter's life that yeah. he scored that goal, which a lot of people were thinking quite pathetic. But if he did touch it, I kind of, I kind of believe him in a way. I just don't feel like he will be dishonest. So maybe I'm too I, trust. Trusting. I saw a picture. I saw a picture of his face. <laughs> um, was it was it the Masters at the weekend? Yeah, the golf. At, yeah, yeah, yeah it was. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I saw a picture of his face superimposed onto the. Uh, Onto the winner's jacket of that claim that he won that <laughs> over the weekend. Yes, I, I also saw him next to the Ronaldo overhead, and yeah, like yeah. he claimed that as well. But yeah, news flash: his daughter's dead. <laughs> <That's>, Christ, <laughs> so harsh. Um, so I, I do think that Kane's probably a must-have if you are on free hit, though. He's just so explosive and I think at home to City he can still get a number of goals. Then he goes away to Brighton. For me, he's definitely in my free hit team. Is this going to be a little purple patch for Ericsson now as well? He's been doing really well recently. Obviously, he got the, the 15 points in the last game. And then 9.4 is just quite a steep price. He's actually 14 attempts on goal by Ericsson, which is the same as Son over the last four. And that is only second to uh, Stanislas, who's now injured. He's shooting yeah. quite a lot. I'd say Ericsson's one of these players that has these little patches and when he gets into a run you can rely on him for a few game weeks but the thing is when he's worth. when Tottenham changed their uh, style and changed their tactics he kind of drops deeper to kind of change it up I mean like he dropped deeper against mm. Chelsea and then shot from distance and it, and it worked like he scored but whether or not he's going to get goals like that every game I don't know David what do you think about Spurs at this point? I think with Spurs they're quite they're one of the teams that are quite predictable in terms of like you can pick um, selected players that you know are going to play every game. You know, all through the Christmas period, I don't think there was any rotation for you know like five or six main players like Lloris, Vertonghen, Eriksen, Ali, and Kane. They kind of start every game. Obviously, with Kane trying to go for the Golden Boot, there's no way he will let the manager rest him for Brighton's game. He's definitely going to play against Man City. 
Uh, I don't even think he'll play 89 minutes. He'll play 90 minutes both games, unless he gets injured, of course. For me, that's a guarantee. I think Son will uh, share minutes with Lamella because they seem to do that quite a lot, especially when the games are quite close together. Ali and Ericsson, Eric, they'll both play over 80 minutes, so I think they're quite safe as well. But yeah, Son, I've got Son on my team, and I'm, I'll probably get a game and a half from him, I think, which I wouldn't mind, but hopefully he plays 90 against Brighton and not Man City because he doesn't have a good record against scoring against the big clubs. But I definitely see Lamella getting some game time, so I don't know if I, w- I wouldn't be going for Son if I was free-hitting. Yeah, so, uh, sorry, Con. I was just going to say, if talking about the rotation, definitely don't go for their fullbacks because obviously Aurier and Rose they came back into the fullback position, so yeah, no chance. Rotations going on there, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I was going to ask you chaps about that because there was a point when uh, Spurs in the season you would have been absolutely hard pressed to look beyond Davis for a better value fullback, but it just seems Rose is getting the game time now. I th- well, he hasn't done for a while, but I think that. When it's getting closer to these games, obviously they want to stay fresh for that FA Cup game at the weekend as well. So that's where it's going to rotate. But like David says, I think that they do have a core which they're going to kind of keep together constantly playing. I, I think that one or two of them will get a rest. So maybe like Vitongan, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. Would well, anyone, anyone you would add about uh, at the Spurs that we haven't picked out a gem perhaps, or are you you fairly set on those? No, I think I think that's exhaustive, mate. In my free hit team at the moment, I've got Kane and Son, and after that discussion, I'm now frantically looking out to see if I can get rid of Son and bring somebody else in. <laughs> <laughs> listening to the pod, good lad. I'm listening to David. It's about you two. Listening to David, good stuff. Okay, well, um, let's move on to the next double game week team then. So after the three bigger hitters there, I'm going to suggest that Leicester might be the most... Leicester or Burnley? I mean... Um, yeah, either one, yeah. Either one. Let's go Leicester for more from a... I think certainly from a more attacking perspective. Well, see, let's come to you first for well, this one then. Let me, sorry, let me just list who they've got. So no, Iceman is wanting to go first, Woodsy. <laughs> so they, they've got Burnley away and then Southampton at home. Do they actually have five days between those games and they they don't have a game in game week 35, so you can't see much rotation there. But yeah, Woodsy, who are you, who are you thinking from Leicester? Well, personally, I've thrown in three Leicester players into my free hit squad. So to squeeze a cheap player and a cheap defender, I've gone uh, Chilwell for them at the back at yeah. 4.4. And I've also got Mares and Vardy. I'm debating that because they're two expensive players to back on Leicester I'd be interested to see what you guys think about that yeah I mean we did have a question from Jeremiah Johnson just put Vardy and Mara's too much to have both of them I mean like if I'm listing the fixtures they're pretty good fixtures for Leicester they've got a good distance between the games and they've got no game week 35 so you can see definitely Mares and Vardy are certain to start each game but David I'll go to you on this what's your opinion on that one uh, with Leicester, again, they're one of the teams that they don't rotate much. And with a five-day rest, then you're, you're kind of guaranteed um, 90 minutes for most of the players. And that includes Mahrez and Vardy. Obviously, again, like I said, barring injury, they should both play 90 minutes. Mahrez being on set pieces, uh, Vardy on penalties. And not, not much, of, not many of the double game week teams actually have good fixtures, um, apart from United, to be honest. Uh, with Leicester, home to Southampton who are struggling for dear life. And then I think anything away to Burnley is a bonus. So, you know, Vardy, last few games, hasn't even been playing well, just a few tap-ins here and there. So, you know, he's a bonus magnet. So if he gets one random penalty without touching the ball, he can end up on nine points for one game. So, you know, I'll definitely have Mahrez and Vardy, and then I'm happy with going into the game with them. I've got um, Morgan in defence. Again, he's just guaranteed to play as well, and I don't want to spend 
too much money on Maguire. He's had a few set-piece goals last season, so he can do it. He hasn't got any this season, so hoping to have a cheeky goal from him, but I'm not really relying on too many clean sheets for them. But yeah, 4.4, you can't go wrong. Two 90 minutes and potential clean sheet against Southampton. Yeah, yeah, I see. I agree with that. The Chilwell or Morgan debate. I mean, it's Chilwell's more attacking, but he's more of a rotation risk. They've still got Fuchs there. It's just that Morgan, you're kind of nailed on to start, and that's who I'm on at the moment. Morgan out of the two, but I can see why people are going Chilwell. Is probably more, he's got a higher ceiling. Yeah, it's like the Van Dyke Robertson debate, kind of. Yeah. Yeah, whereas Robertson has got that, but he's kind of nailed down his spot now. It yeah. seems like Chilwell has nailed down his spot as well. I mean, some people are going for Maguire because of that attacking aspect. So he gets for he gets forward and scores from corners, but he hasn't done that for a while. So whether or not he's going to do it in this double game, it, it could happen, but I'm not sure. Yeah, but, it could happen, but spending 1.2 million for that that random goal, that's just it's just not worth it. Just just going back to Vardy, I mean, like. If you look at it, he's only got one brace for the whole season. He does keep scoring, though, like a goal a game. He just seems to end up in that position where he's just got that easy tap-in. And I looked at it, I thought I'd check out the stats because I'm thinking I kind of need a Leicester player. Looking at their fixtures, I know you say that they're not good, but I feel like the the nailed-on that these players are, you're definitely scoring four points. And I just can see Vardy scoring here because if you're looking at the last four game weeks, his expected goal was actually... 2.6 over the last four and that's actually third for forwards his stats have gone up quite a lot recently on shots on target are slightly better shots per minute and attempts on goal have all gone up within the last four game weeks so it looks like he's proving as he goes on maybe getting into the flow a bit more and Leicester have had some pretty easy fixtures so I feel like that's kind of building up their confidence I know they they lost the last game but they didn't play that badly they're, they're just a a little bit ropey in defence because they did look quite defensively weak. Maguire and Morgan kind of left the ball for each other for that Perez goal. But I feel like you're probably not going to get many clean sheets there at all. It's just you, you're hoping for maybe one. But I do also feel like Vardy's kind of... I, I really need him in my team. He's not in my team at the moment because I can't quite afford him. But I may have to sacrifice elsewhere so I can get him in. I've just got a little comparison with... um. Lukaku and Vardy, which made me end up choosing Vardy for my when I wildcard in gaming 32. Uh, they both both basically played 2,700 minutes, give or take 10 minutes. Their goals, you know, Vardy has one more goal, but overall their points. There's only four four points difference between them. Lukaku has four more points, and the main thing is the price difference, 2.7 million. So, taking in all 33 games they've played so far into consideration, Lukaku has only beaten Vardy by four points. And you're saving over two and a half million with Vardy. So I don't mind going without Lukaku. Obviously, the two games are a major factor here where Lukaku can outscore Vardy. But so far, I've done all right in terms of Vardy's got, um, I think, 14 points in the last two games compared to Lukaku's nine. So hopefully you can keep up to pace with him in game 34. But there's not much in it between them, to be honest. It's just obviously Lukaku has a better fixtures. But, you know, with that 2.7 million, it can improve two or three players in your team. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. That's uh, good stats, actually. I've never really, never really looked at it like that, but I've, I've always looked at Vardy as just a one goal a game guy, and it's just never really excited me at all. But so is Lukaku. He's only got a brace in game week one, and since yeah. then he hasn't got a brace. Yeah, good shout. I didn't actually notice that. And he has played all the awful teams home away, so you know, one double digit since game week six. I suppose that's with with United. The the points are kind of 
get more spread, aren't they? Whereas when he was at Everton, it was kind of he was the main focus there. It's, yeah, exactly. He's never really he's had three double-digit hauls all season, hasn't he? So yeah, it's good points. Right, are we are we uh, exhausted, Leicester, then, chaps? We have, I think. I think the the, the only one the only one which I was going to quickly mention is that Brighton might be might be worth a, a punch out to go for if you've got no other options around that price range, and he is only five point six. Nice, perhaps a bit of a budget one there. We'll get some game time. Yeah. Join on to Brighton. Uh, Brighton, let's go to Burnley, Iceman. How are their fixtures looking? Yeah, so Burnley got the one double game week, but they have got a game in game week 35 as well. So they've got Leicester and Chelsea both at home. And they do actually have five days between these games. So they've got some rest time as well. It's the Burnley defence, which I think everyone's looking at. And seven goals conceded by Burnley since game week 35. Only behind three teams, and that's Man City, Liverpool and Spurs. So they are still doing pretty well in defence, just they seem to be conceding just that one goal, which is removing that clean sheet possibility. But they're still not conceding very much, so I feel like there are some clean sheets due here. So that's why, like yourself, you've doubled up on Burnley, and I think that it could be really fruitful in this double game. I think I feel like they, they could get at least one here. So if you've got two of them, yeah, it's just you know, that that's going to work out really well for you. Do like a fruity game week. Woodsy, what, what do you think about Burnley? Dog poo. <laughs> right. Uh, actually, to be fair, I've got um, Tavolsky, is it? Is that how you pronounce his name? The, uh, the English chap. Yeah, that's the one. Jimmy. I've popped him in just because he's 4.6. And with the um, with the two home fixtures, but like what we've, we've just been bigging up Leicester, haven't we? They're, Leicester are going to score. Oh, that's what I'm banking on anyway. So I suppose I'm looking at the attacking potential there. And the Chelsea fixture, I don't know. As we've slagged off Chelsea, I suppose they could get something there. But will they keep a clean sheet? Probably not. So I personally, unless you're frantically trying to get squeeze in double game weekers for a budget, I wouldn't bother with Burnley. Mm, strong. L- Lowton's only 4.4. He does constantly get played at right back if you're looking for to save 0.2. Ooh. <laughs> That could actually help me, to be honest. That could actually help me if I wanted Does to it? replace Mares with Ericsson. But uh, David said, "David, you were pro Mares, weren't you?" Yeah, I'm a fan of Mares. Yeah, I'm, I'll keep Mares then. <laughs> There's another cheeky, cheeky one for Burnley, but it's a bit of a risk. Um, if me is still injured, yeah. uh, there are the centre backs that plays long, four point zero. Yeah. So it will obviously enable you to increase um, your other plays if you need to with the money. But I'm not sure. We have to just wait on me's injury news. Yeah, he's only got a, like a shin injury apparently, so whether or not that's going to last, I'm just going to quickly find out from Mr. Ben Dinnery on Twitter, see what's going on. With I him. think that I read that the manager said it was a bit worse than they had thought, so he's probably a doubt for the Leicester game. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, but I'm not sure about the game after that against Chelsea, but I also like the look of um, Wood for Burnley up front. He's come back and he's got like four goals already, and he hasn't been played that many minutes, so... I think he's their penalty taker as well. So if you've got two big, big strikers, uh, Lukaku and Kane, in your free hit, I think he'd be a great third option. He I've also, gone for Barnes. He also so scored I've... an offside goal, didn't he? Would. Well, there you go. Then that's that's five goals. Yeah, but yeah, I can see uh, why you've gone Barnes. Uh, I did my team in thirty-two, so Wood wasn't really back, and Barnes he was quite in form, five point three, looks to be nailed on. So I don't mind two games from him if he gets an assist or a goal in one of them two points. Is I'm happy with that for a bench boost. Yeah. Fair. 
Okay, so it sounds like we've exhausted Burnley then. They've got a few double game week teams left in Iceman, three to be precise. Shall we have a look at Brighton? Yeah, we can go Brighton. So they've got this double game week, then they've got the game week in game week 37 as well, another double game week then. The only thing is, not great fixtures here. I think that uh, they've got Crystal Palace away, and I think that Crystal Palace are playing well recently, so... I wouldn't necessarily think of that as an easy fixture. Then they've got Tottenham at home. And they've also only got three days between these games. They don't have a game in, in game week 35. But the, only the three days is kind of a little bit worrying. And I don't think that they're, they're, they're great fixtures. Who, who, are you, who are you guys looking at? I've got um, Gross, but I'm not really happy with that. I just had, I got him for 32 because he had two nice home games. And I was hoping he might get some points, but... Um, he blanked in both, so yeah, not 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 great, not a great pick for this week. Like I said, the games aren't really easy. Spurs, I don't see them getting anything from that. And Crystal Palace, kind of, they're in good form. Looks to be like a bit of a relegation battle. So I don't know. Probably get rested as well. One of the games. So yeah, I didn't look at. Brian. I've got Ryan in goal, so he might be okay for some save points, but not many two options for Brian to be honest. You never know. They might get a clean sheet here. I have looked at is is Cuiado because he more or less plays up top. Probably going to play these two games. Murray looked a bit tired in the last game, so I feel like he's not going to get the two ninety minutes. I do feel like he'll be subbed at some point. Is Cuiado is quite young, so I feel like he might play both games. He's quite cheap, five point nine, I think he is. So I see some game time. I just. He's just kind of a filler for me, kind of looking at getting the two games and hopefully getting lucky. He, he just he seems to be quite attackive and shoots all the time, gets 90 minutes. So I've got him in for now, but whether or not I'll keep him is, is another story. Yeah, the only the only filler I went from them uh, was Shalotto. So he's still very, very low priced and he's played pretty much 90 minutes for all of their last sort of 10 fixtures. So I put him in just as a filler at the back. You only bought him because of his name, didn't you? Shalotto. Yeah. That's correct. Yes, yeah, nice. Fan of an onion, aren't you, Ball? I do like an onion, yes. I, I think that we're just going to quickly talk about Murray. What are your thoughts on him, guys? I mean, like, do we reckon he's going to get much from this? I don't feel like he is, and I don't feel like he's a good option for this game. No, I agree. I mean, he's, he came off again after an hour, just over an hour in the last game, and you'd think at Huddersfield they probably needed a goal, so... I don't know, maybe he's off four, maybe he's getting a bit tired. I don't expect him to play both games at all. And they've got that um, Locadia as well, who who could come on and start one of the games, or even Ojoa, former Leicester striker, could get some minutes off him. So he's not someone I'd be considering. Yeah, I think we've kind of exhausted Brighton here. I'm yeah. just going to move it straight on to who have we got left. So we've got Southampton. So again, they've, they've got the two double game weeks, but this double game week, they've got Chelsea at home and then Leicester away. They do have five days between the games, but they do have an FA Cup game on the Sunday against Chelsea. So out of form, it looks like the spark may have come back into their team a little bit against Arsenal. It was against a reserve team of Arsenal who just can't defend and the stuffy is just ridiculous. But what are your thoughts on them, Bully? I'll go to you first on, on Southampton. Anyone there you're looking for? I mean, like obviously you're getting rid of Stevens. Yeah, I, I, I always have just attributed Saints to being a defensive kind of go-to, but they're just not that anymore. I think Cedric looked pretty good for his assist. So if you were going to go for a Saints player, I'd consider him. But nowhere else, you can't guarantee on the strikers. I mean, Austin has scored again. 
question I mean long started ahead of him at the weekend so you don't know if he's guaranteed game time if anyone's going to get goal for Saints it's going to be him Cedric I would say is the only other player I'd go for from them uh, unfortunately like not even the likes of Talichinko or Buffal they don't really appeal to me at the moment the way the Saints are playing so those are the only two that I'd possibly shout yeah it's, it's fair I mean like if you're looking at Cedric Stevens is now out so probably nails Yoshida as an option but whether or not they're going to continue to play that three at the back, because Cedric kind of benefited from being in that wing-back role, because he, he loves assists from that wing-back role. He, he was a man which was, he was always getting the crossing stats and always creating chances, but never actually got any FPL returns. But it looks like in that formation, he could actually benefit from it. I did see some hope in that Southampton team against Arsenal. So I kind of thought they, they deserved some points out of it. And on Austin, I think Long was limping more or less the whole game and he did limp off when Austin came on and Austin just seems to score all the, all the time really he's got 100 minutes per goal it's second to Sergio Aguero among forwards this season just shows that he is a clinical goal scorer always seems to get chances when he comes on always seems to get shots off on goal he's not a player like Lukaku where he can go missing and not get any shots so I'm actually looking at him as a potential option I mean like they do play Chelsea at home which yeah it's a tough fixture and yet Leicester away again a tough fixture but Charlie Austin can just score from anything so as a third striker I think that he is a good option what are your thoughts on that David? Yeah I agree with I agree with that because you know Chelsea look at it on paper yeah hard fixture but they're conceding goals left right and centre so he gets some game time and I think he'll probably be on penalties as well he could definitely get some points against Chelsea and the same can be said with Leicester they don't really keep clean sheets as well so even though Leicester probably might win that game or score a few goals I don't think they'll be keeping a clean sheet. So again, he can get a goal there as well. So he'd be a good third option as a as a starting third striker or if you're bench boosting as well. Yeah. Would he any any thoughts? Yeah, I think if you're going to go Southampton, it would be Austin only for me. If they play in that same sort of tempo and that sort of tenacity, then yeah, I think he'd potentially get goals. But it's difficult, isn't it? They're the team with everything to play for, but I just can't see where it's going to come from other than from Austin. Yeah, they they started long against Arsenal. I think he was looking at that as more of a, a tactical thing, just to harass Arsenal's back line, which worked. But he's obviously got an injury. I just don't think he's going to start every game. And I think that Hughes is probably going to like Austin more. He played in against West Ham. Obviously, he didn't get anything against them. They didn't play very well, and West Ham were just on fire. But, yeah, I saw some life in, in Saints, and I think that Austin... Good option. Maybe Yoshida. He's he's 4.6. You probably want to go a Leicester or Burnley player over the Southampton players there yeah, for me. Yeah, I think that's a fair shout. Should we go to the other South Coast side, Bournemouth? Yeah, so we've got Bournemouth. They've got the one double game week. They've got the worst fixtures here. They've got Liverpool away and Man United at home. They have four days between these games and there's not that much hope for Bournemouth here really I mean you've got Wilson who can't score for Toffee Stanislas is out there's no there's no options there for me I mean like you could look at the likes of Lewis Cook he's only 4.3 so if you're looking for a really cheap player he seems to have got 90 minutes for the past 10 or so games so he could be an option just as a filler just just to make up for these two games I don't feel like you're even going to get the two points out of him he'll probably get a card or something but maybe as a, a subpar option it's such a shame that Stanislas is, is broken now again. Yeah, he was going to be one of my uh, one of my players I have for this week actually, but yeah, not to be. I mean, Ryan Fraser, he's got 
nine key passes in the last two game weeks, which is joint with Eden Hazard, by the way, bully. So that will probably... Uh, well, yeah, I mean, in terms of price difference, it's uh, it's negative. <laughs> <laughs> they, I think what, we're, cl- we're clutching at straws here, aren't we? Yeah. We really um, are. I mean, they do score goals at home, Bournemouth, and King, maybe if you... I wouldn't go any of them, to be honest. Uh, That's enough reading the team sheets. It's enough of that. (laughs) David, anyone you want to add from Bournemouth or are you in the same conundrum? No, No, just literally no one. But if you really need the money in uh, Lewis Cook 4.3, just to allow you to get the players you want. But no, no one else. Definitely not. Yeah. I'm, I'm not even going to go with the generic Charlie Daniel shout, which seems they're going to go to for years past when they're looking for the Bournemouth player. <clears throat> right, should we right. should we go to the single game week teams? I think the the first one we should go to is Woodsy's team, West Ham. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, so no, let's go, to, uh, Woodsy. What, what do you think of uh, West Ham in this week? Um, West Ham. So at home to Stoke, David and I just discussed it whilst um, we weren't recording. But Anatovic for me, uh, he's got a score. He's going to be fired up for it, isn't he? He's in my team for the free hit, regardless of just the one fixture. Just him, solely him, he's going to score. Yeah, we all saw what it was like against Southampton playing against Mark Hughes. When he's got something to play for like that, a little bit of extra motivation, he really goes for it. He scored against Stoke in the reverse fixture, I believe, and just seems to be involved in everything, even in the last game as well. Got the assist with Hernandez. Yeah, I think that he is still a really good good option here. Yeah, I mean, I'm under no illusions that West Ham are absolute beep. You can add a beep in there, Jim. Um, <laughs> but Arnie as an individual and an individual player for this fixture alone is worth having, I think. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, he is guaranteed 100% to at least score a goal. Like, you can bet on that. There's just no chance he's blanking that. that game. If I put 100%. him in, I'm If I had a free hit, he would be my triple captain. I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> you can't use two but chips no, at the same time. Actually, there was someone who, who messaged us on Twitter and tried to use the wild card and a chip at the same time. Just FYI, listeners, you cannot use wild cards or chips in the same game week. Yeah, now, I think Arnie will get a brace minimum or a goal assist at least. Actually, I can't see him blanking in that game. I'll be, I'll be very shocked. Especially West Ham. Just was it the last game they won three uh, nil uh, prior to Chelsea? Sorry, at home and again playing against his old club Stoke. Terrible away from home. I think. I can't see him blank and I really can't. Yeah, 12, 12 shots on target by Anatovic since game week 27 is joint top with the one and only Salah. Shows that he is well and truly a, a good asset to have here. Um, we'll move on. Uh, is there anyone else from West Ham who you'd even look at? I'd think that he would be the yeah. only one I'd, I'd think about. Yeah, that's it. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, so if we move it to Watford, they're playing Huddersfield away. What were what your thoughts on any of their players? Pereira looked like he was getting chances all over the place against Burnley and Hughes was, seems to be the provider I feel like one of their players may be good to have here No I don't like Watford um, I haven't really been looked at their team an awful lot all season Firmini is the only one but I think um, the double game week players have a better chance of point scoring than him this week personally mm, Yeah fair David Yeah I agree Watford are very difficult to predict they're quite inconsistent and you just don't know what's going to happen. I just could randomly win that game. You would have been that shocked. So I'd stay away from them as well. And would he? Yeah, 100%, mate. Full house. Full house. Watford. 
Yeah, okay. I feel like uh, maybe one of those players could come out with something. I guess we'll see. Um, I don't think I'm going to go them myself. Too much of a gutsy choice. So if we move on to the the champions elect, Man City, they seem to be getting quite exposed at the moment. It happened at Anfield, then at home to United, then at home to Liverpool again in the Champions League. So it looks like City have kind of got a weakness in confidence when they get pegged behind and we always know that they've got that explosiveness it's whether or not you feel like any of these players are worth having against Tottenham in this game week way what are your thoughts on that maybe there's going to be a resurgence in Man City and they're actually going to show up for a game I don't think it'll be this week I can see Spurs winning that fixture. And if you're playing free hits or wild carding, maybe not wild carding because you'll probably think in future weeks, but certainly for the free hits, I, I've personally not got any City players in my squad. And I could just, yeah, Spurs will win this game, I think. Yeah, I, I agree with what you there. I mean, you have to look beyond beyond day four for City assets as well. We can um, kind of see what Pep's thinking with the league, uh, with this team sheet against Spurs. How motivated do they look? I mean, it's still a big game at the end of the day for, for Man City. So it might give us an idea of what he's, what he's looking to do for the rest of the season in terms of what players, positions and just how they're looking. Cause they're conceding goals. I mean, I still expect them to score goals, but you know, Aguero was left on the bench for quite a while. He, he could be fit. So yeah, I'll, I'll stay away from them for a game or a game week or two and just kind of analyze afterwards. Yeah, I think Guerrero might be maybe a good run for game week 35 because that's probably if they get any result against Spurs, then that could be the game that they could win the league. So they'll be at home to Swansea. So that might be a, a chance to bring in those Man City players. A lot of people will, will be on free hit that week as well. So, <clears throat> Okay, so moving to the team which have just beaten them in the Champions League, Liverpool. Anfield Express seem to be disclosing the lineup before the games at the moment, either the day before or something. You can find them on Twitter, Anfield Express. So if you're wanting to find out more information on whether Salah is going to play or anyone, then I'd probably look at them before you make decisions on your Liverpool players. But what are your thoughts on Salah? So he he's a big one. He scored tonight. A lot of people moving him out. My decision here is whether to keep him in my free hit team or not. And looking at when he's actually playing, obviously they're going through to the semi-finals. And they play those games on the 24th and 25th of April. And that is just after game week 35. Obviously, it's quite a way away yet. So you're looking at probably rested minutes against that West Brom in game week 35. But whether, whether or not he will, um, he'll play the full minutes in this particular game against Bournemouth, who they've got at home. Are we thinking he's a keeper? And do you think he'll get many minutes? Yeah, I think if you're not. Again, if you're not um, wild carding or uh, free hitting, he, I wouldn't take him out this week. I think he'll still play at the weekend. He is chasing that golden boot. He'll uh, be wanting to stay ahead of Harry Kane, Salah. So I think um, if you've got him, I, I probably wouldn't ditch him, especially if you're more advanced in the standings. I think people ditching him would be doing so to have a differential. But uh, no, I still think he'll be, be valuable in this game week. It's a tough one, isn't it? I'm in a real dilemma at the moment because if he plays... He's going to score, isn't he? Yeah. He's going to score big points-wise. Will he be played? Will he be rested after tonight's fixture against City? It's a tough one, isn't it? I don't know. I think I'm going to not take the chance and stick with focusing on the double game weekers, uh, run that risk, I think. Uh, I think he definitely plays this game. He's still, you know, he's still got enough rest and he's kind of already rested um, the previous game. So for me, he 100% plays this game. 
It's the 35 one that looks a bit dodgy because, like you said, the, the Champions League semi-final, which is going to be a massive game. You know, West Brom, do they really need Salah for that game? Or do you really want to risk him? And even if he does start, he'll probably come off after an hour. But for 34, I'm, I'm going to say that he's going to be the high-scoring player for 34. Yeah, fair. I mean, like, what are your thoughts on whether keeping him on free hit? I'm really torn on this one. I could do with some opinion whether to keep him or not. I mean, I got rid of him, but it didn't really work out for the... Ali against Stoke. I mean, it still could if Ali, you know, outscores him this week, but I'm kind of regretting it because he came back and he played, I think he played most of the game, 90 minutes almost against City and yeah, Bournemouth. Yeah. Yeah. Bournemouth are going to let in at least three goals and <laughs> there's no way Salah's blanking this game and I don't think he rests as well. There's just, there's no reason for him to rest now and he's going to break the record soon. Yeah, yeah that's a good point. Yeah. I suppose keep his momentum going, get him on the field, keep the confidence <laughs> up. Yeah. Um, yeah. And like you say, he's going to score big, isn't he? So do you stick him in over a Mares or I'd definitely stick him in, stick him in over Hazard, bully. <laughs> uh, no, I'm not willing to do that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think the the last kind of two teams that we we should quickly discuss is Arsenal, who have got the game week. 35 game so they've got Mkhitaryan who's out long term now uh, I think I'm not sure when he's back Wenger's being a bit one who's not really giving us the full story I'm sure so we've got Aubameyang in our teams so quite a lot of us and he's now got six goals and assists in seven game weeks for Arsenal he's doing really well kind of flying at Record, the moment that, isn't it? yeah playing Newcastle away single game week what are your thoughts on him a lot of people are moving him out for Lukaku Probably the better option. That's probably what I would do if I needed to, if I wasn't on the free hit. What are your thoughts, Billy? Uh, yeah, I, well, I think for double game week, then, yeah, Lukaku's the better option here. More chance of scoring. Having said that, if you're not in two games, if you're not a big Lukaku fan, though, like we said, Aubameyang's record for Arsenal is the quickest any player. It's the most goals and goal involvement a player's had since uh, Arsenal have been in the Premier League. That includes Thierry Henry. So, I think Aubameyang is going to going to notch some points here. It's whether you believe Lukaku can do that or not as well. Now, I, I think Lukaku is worth having. But if you're not a big Lukaku fan and you still remember the Blankaku days of Everton, then it might be worth keeping Aubameyang. Uh, there's no way Aubameyang outscores Kane, Lukaku or Vardy this week. I mean, we saw Wenger's team sheet against Southampton. He clearly doesn't give a, give a crap about the Premier League. And even, even Aubameyang is not playing in Europe, Europa League. He still came off after the 70th minute. So, you know, Newcastle are looking, you know, quite decent recently. They don't let in too many goals. And if you're free hitting in 35, you can just bring him straight back in for a home game against West Ham. But he's definitely going to be the most transferred out player and with good reason. Yeah, it's, it's a good point there. With Newcastle, they have uh, strengthened their defence recently. Benitez is just a great manager, isn't he? I just think he's done really well with them. Um, I can see why people would think about keeping him, because obviously if Lukaku hasn't got a game in game week 35, but whether or not you'll get more points over his two games to Aubameyang's two games, and whether you want or you've made a transfer elsewhere, that's a question. I could probably see him getting a goal against Newcastle, though. Is That's just the key. I, d- I don't think you should invest in any of Arsenal at the moment, though. Like you say, it's a bit of a rotation risk wherever you go there, especially in defence. They seem to let anyone score. They let Long score, which is his first goal in 40, I think it was 47 games. So, yeah, probably stay away there. I wish you'd said this last week, mate, because I stuck in Ramsey for the game week. Just I gone. did, I did say it last week. You didn't listen to the pod. <laughs> <laughs> I've been caught out. 
<laughs> okay, moving on to kind of the last thing which I wanted to speak about is just Palace. So Zaha is well involved in everything Palace do. What do you reckon about him for a single game week player? No good, didn't he? Um, you know, like I say, involved in everything the other day. Plenty of running off the ball. Looks fit as a fiddle again. I think there are better double game week players that are likely to outscore him, but again, not a bad one for a punt. Or if you already have him. Not for me this week, unless he's an enabler to get in um, high-priced double game weekers, but certainly the week after against Watford. Yeah, I don't think he's worth uh, 6.8 million. The maximum he's going to get you is 7, 8 points. I mean, there's double game week players under 6.8 that can get some points with uh, Lingard. I'd even I'd even rather have uh, Milivojevic, 5.1. Hmm. He just is scoring every game. I mean, he's trying to battle with Salah, I think, with the end of the golden boot, but <laughs> uh, I'd choose him over... Because he can just score a random penalty, he takes free kicks, takes corners. I don't know, he doesn't take corners for a way, he's in there for corners, for headers, so 10-9-10 his last three games, and that includes Liverpool, so I think he's definitely a better option than, than Zaha for a one-week punt. Yeah, yeah. Okay, um, I am desperate for a piss, so I, I think it's time for the Iceman's piss break. Okay. Time for the piss. Right, well, um, perhaps less charismatic than Ian last week, but welcome back, James, from your piss. Thank you. Um, let's sum up what we called for the double game week then. So United, uh, the main discussion was around Sanchez, Lukaku, Smalling and De Gea. For Chelsea, we looked at William, Alonso and Christensen, and uh, I'm going for Hazard, but it sounds like nobody else is. <laughs> Spurs, we've gone for Kane, Son, Ali and Eriksen. We weren't interested in their defence. Leicester, actually quite a few shouts from them. So the big two, Vardy and Mares, but also Chilwell or Brighton and potentially Maguire for those attacking returns. Burnley, so we went for the defenders as usual. Lowton is the cheap option there. Tarkowski still a bargain. And uh, we talked about their strikers as well. So you can kind of uh, take your pick from them. Brighton, we talked about Gross, weren't really attracted by any of the other players. And the Iceman was shunning Murray once again. Look to him to prove him wrong. <laughs> Dave. Austin seems to be the most viable one going forward and Cedric at the back appears fairly nailed to play if they play three at the back again could prove fruitful Bournemouth no one uh, West Ham we talked about Arnautovic and nobody else Watford uh, again we couldn't really shout anybody there and actually on a rare occasion Man City we didn't really fancy them against Spurs this week Liverpool if you've got Salah we'd say play him and for the Arsenal if you've got Aubameyang, could be a good shout, but you may be better transferring out for Kane, Lukaku or Vardy this week. Nice sum up, Paul. Simply lovely. So let's choose some captains. First of all, our guests. So let's go to David. Who's your skipper for this week? Um, it's going to be one of my transfers in. So I'm still not decided between Kane and Lukaku for Aubameyang. I'm definitely going to put one of them in for him. And whoever it is, I will captain them. And my transfers, well, that'll be one of my transfers. I either... If I put Lukaku in, I can do that for free, so I don't know if I'm going to take a hit. I was meant to go into this game week with two free transfers, but with my 11.30 transfer last game week, I've only got one. So my minus four, I could do for maybe Mustafi or Gross, but I'm just, I don't like taking minuses. But I might I might have to, but definitely Kane or Lukaku in for Bamiang and looking at Mustafi and Gross, maybe Lingard or um, a Burnley defender or Southampton for Mustafi. 
Okay. Okay. So there's lots of thinking for you to be done before. Yeah. We definitely. Would well, who's your captain? As it sits at the moment, I'm going to throw it on Lukaku. Tempted with a curveball of an Altovich, but I think I've got the minerals for that. You're going to go for a similar punch to your Sissoko shout from seasons past. <laughs> that was a good shout, mate. That was a good shout. You got booked, didn't you? And played left back. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Still one of my favourite pod moments ever. Um, Okay, so you go for the safe option, Woodsy. I think it's a good shout. I'm going with Lukaku as well. Iceman? It was on Lukaku, but I'm very tempted by Sanchez. So I'll put it back on Sanchez. I just feel feel like he's got a higher ceiling than Lukaku. So people have got him. I reckon that he is worth a triple captain choice as well. Potential triple captain. What if people aren't using the other chips? Yeah, if, if they if they're not using the other chips, I feel like, reckon that Sanchez could. He's as I mentioned earlier, he's he's double digit hold in the last two. He's he's really firing every game. He seems to give a hundred percent. I would say that he is a very viable captain option this week. Shout, Ice Man. Okay, well we've uh, we've come up with a few choices for captains there. Show. I spent uh, Twitter questions. Any sort of floating about leftover for having uh, had all the discussions we've had today? <laughs> yeah, we've got um, a few kind of pinnacle ones. So we've got a few here from our Slack channel. One from Alex Ball is just a striker question. He's saying a best front three for those on a free hit this week. So I'm just going to go around to each of you now. And then if you could roll off which strikers do you think that are nailed on, keeping in mind if you're wanting to keep a budget as well, who who would you choose? So, Woodsy, you're on your free hit. So who have you got on your free hit at the moment? Uh, My front three are Vardy, Lukaku and Kane. Very strong. I'm tempted to downgrade Kane to, but I don't know. No, I think I'll stick with that. Yeah, Bully? I think I agree with what Woodsy said there. Similar thinking. Yeah, fair. David? Um, obviously, Kane, Lukaku and Vardy the best strike, strike force for this week. But if you're free-hitting, I would want Sanchez in. So I don't think that would be possible. So I would probably go for maybe Kane and Vardy with a cheap option like Wood, maybe, or Austin, just to fit Sanchez in. So, you know, two kind of two big hitters with you know high seedings. And you still got Sanchez, who can almost play as a striker as well. So, yeah, Kane, Kane Vardy and Wood with Sanchez in there as well. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, Would that... you go Sanchez over Lukaku? David? Um, yeah, I, I think there's because Lukaku he's not on penalties. He can, you know, Man can easily win three, four, 0 He will get nothing. Sanchez just hitting form, and there's a slight option that Lukaku could be arrested for the second game, and maybe he'll play Sanchez up front. Never know. I, I like his um, he's got a high ceiling, you know, with assists as well. So I'll go Sanchez over Lukaku. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, we've got to keep that FA Cup semi-final in our heads as well, shall we? So, I mean, my mine at the moment on my free hit is actually Lukaku, Kane, and I've got Austin in there, but <clears throat> I really want a Leicester attacker considering their fixtures and the time they've got to rest and the nailed-onness of Vardy. I really want to kind of fit Vardy in, but if I have Vardy, I have to play the likes of Lewis Smith as well for Bournemouth or someone like that, so I'd have to actually play them instead of just have them on my bench. So it's a thinker for me. It's either go of Austin, Kane, Lukaku, or as David seems to be <laughs> slagging off Lukaku quite a lot, maybe it might be an option to remove him and then just put Vardy in there and have 
Kane, Vardy, maybe Austin. Okay, hopefully we've covered that one for you, Alex. Uh, So we've also got another third striker question from Slack. So who would you... David, you seem to be liking wood at the moment uh no pun intended the so who is that who you, is that who you delivery have, there lovely is that who you would have as your um third striker if you had to go lower like as a cheaper striker wood got wood definitely yeah mm-hmm. why not um uh, wood, barnes as well but i prefer wood to barnes yeah okay and uh, uh, Woodsy, first striker option. Justin Dye here has just put, would you guys rather go for a striker for the run-in for the likes of Murray, Austin, IU, Barnes, King? Or is there someone we're missing out that could be a better first striker? So um, I think that David's just listed Wood there, but one of these other first strikers, I re- I'm really liking Austin at the moment. I feel like he has got potential. What are your thoughts? Uh, I think if you're going to try and squeeze in a cheaper striker... It's Austin or Wood for me. Yeah. And Bully. So, okay, Bully seems to be lost again. His connection is terrible. So we're going to move on to his question. So we've got one here from Stewie's just saying, is it worth taking a minus four hit on each player that doesn't have a double game week to bring in a double game week player? So I'll just kind of start this one off with, it depends on what, which player you're taking out. The likes of if you're taking out an Altovich, I don't think that's going to be worth it. Whereas if, so if you're taking out the likes of Decore, maybe it's worth going for a d- double game week player for the likes of Gross. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on that, David? Uh, the thing is, with this double game week, there just really isn't that many um, good fixtures, you know, by United, and you know they're probably expensive. So, you can't have, and you only have three players, so it's probably not worth the gamble. With you know doing it for your whole team, it depends where you are if you're chasing. But again, I'm not, I'm not a fan of minus points, and and those are single game week players can outscore many of the doubles just due to the fact that they've got easy fixtures, and don't forget, loads of double players will be rotated as well, so. Just because they've got doubles, they're not going to be playing 180 minutes. You know, for example, Sun or, you know, Arnaz, which can easily outscore Sun this week. You wouldn't think that just because Sun's got two games. But, yeah, I'm not a fan of taking too many risks like that. Yeah, yeah, fair. Okay. We're going to try and rattle through these questions as quickly as possible because we've gone quite a lot. Okay, so moving on to the next question. So we've got one here from Mark at M. Bison. He's just saying, should we be cautious about bringing in Manchester United, Chelsea, Spurs and Southampton players if they all have an FA Cup semi-final shortly after the double? As kind of mentioned throughout the pod, I think that's kind of been answered throughout and it's it, it should be noted that they do have FA Cup semi-final and they may want to rest players for that for that game so be wary of their second game and another one here from uh, Jeremiah Johnson and Andy Goodland kind of on a free hit question so Jeremiah's just saying on a free hit is it sound advice to double up on United's defence whilst doubling up on Spurs attack so any single game week player worth a spot in his 11 over an equally priced doubler. So we've kind of mentioned a few single game week players and I think we, we did mull over the United double defence and the Spurs attack. So hopefully we've answered that question for you, Jeremiah, early on in the pod. But for Andy, so he's, he was locked in on going Aubameyang to Lukaku this week and also Dunk, Dunk slash Loton, but he's tempted to go for Vardy so he can upgrade one of the cheaper defenders to Aspilicueta or Valencia. What do you think? Vardy versus Lukaku for this double game week? Well, we kind of know your thoughts on that one, David. Yeah, to me, they're going to be quite similar. I mean, I don't expect any of them to explode. They're kind of like single-digit returns. So 
if you definitely have got something to do with that money that you're going to save with Vardy, then you know, and you're confident that player will get points over Dunk and Loughton. So I would go for that. I would have Vardy over Lukaku. Yeah. It looks like we've lost Woodsy as well. So it's just me and you now, uh, David. So we'll just, we'll rattle through these questions together. So yep. we've got one here from FPL Turk. He's just put to Kane or Lukaku. Yeah. So he's considering I'll hit the triple captaincy on one of them. So you've got the same conundrum, David, haven't you? So it's, uh, going to be a tough one for you. Are, you. are you doing it based on, I mean, like looking at, the fixtures, obviously, Lukaku has the better ones, but Kane's probably got a higher ceiling. It is a tough one to go for, that one. I would probably go Lukaku, though. But you're almost convincing me to, to come away from Lukaku this pod, but I don't want to be swayed by you. Yeah, I mean, I've been, I've changed my mind a few times. I was, first of all, I was like, definitely Lukaku. Then I was like, no, Kane now. Then I've been back to Lukaku. But I just, I just keep looking at Lukaku's points and he just doesn't get anything. And I know, now he's got West Brom and Bournemouth. He could easily go crazy, but I'm just a, I'm a fan of Kane in FPL, and you know I think he can even get a goal against Man City, and he can get quite a few goals maybe against Brighton. But I, it's still a tough choice. I mean, I, I can't decide. Uh, it has to be one of those Friday night, yeah. Saturday morning decisions. I suppose it's whichever one you you go for. It's just like it's with the FPL gods, and just hope that yeah, hope that it works out. Um, yeah. Okay, we've got another one here from Stu at Stu Stu one three three. He's just put when triple captain. So I think he's just saying when to triple captain. When do you think's the best one to triple captain? Then uh, it's different for everyone. Like what chips they've got left and what their plans are. For me personally, I'm going to be triple captaining in um, thirty seven because I've used my wild card to bench boost this week and I'm going to free hit in thirty five. So yeah, thirty seven double game. It's quite a few players. Um, I think I think it's got to be on a double game week. Double game again. Thirty-four. There's not many options. I mean, United got the best fixtures, so I'd say Sanchez if you want to use it now. But thirty-seven for me. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's probably the best one to go for. I mean, like, I'm looking at using my bench boost in that week. I'll probably use my triple captain in one of the single game weeks, maybe in game week thirty-five with a, a City player. Like it will be a really risky one, but. It, it all depends on each situation and it could change each week. I could just want to go for the game week 38 with Salah end game, but yeah, whether or not it'll be fit from the Champions League, actually, I'm not really sure when they come into twine, but that's at home against Brighton, isn't it? It could be big points there. Don't know. It, it could change. It does depend on your team and it does depend on uh, how you've positioned your chips. Right, I'm back. Some good points there from the guys. My apologies about my duff internet connection. So sorry, listeners. Iceman, do we have a feedback box and what's in it? Yeah, we've got a few in the feedback box this week. I'm going to actually roll two out. So we've got one here from Hogsrud, who is a veteran listener of ours. He's been listening to us since get-go. So thank you, Hogsrud, for your feedback every week. We really appreciate it. So he's put, I absolutely love this episode. You guys are so far ahead of the other podcasts. Great guest also. So thank you very much for that. We also had another one which I found quite funny from Andrew Scott. It's just saying the sarcasm that both the Iceman and Billy possess is one of the main reasons I listen to their pods on a wee basis. I bet they would be a hoot on a night out. Uh, yeah, I've, uh, me and Iceman have been on the night out, and I've got to say it was uh, it was great fun. It was, uh, yeah, hoot. We all loved Iceman. Had yeah. such fun. Lots of discussion about spreadsheets. Yes. Yeah, looking forward to the next one of those. Organised. Yeah. Is that what's in the box? 
yeah that's uh, that's the box for this week so thanks very much keep them coming and hopefully we can read out your feedback next week fantastic thank you listeners for your feedback as usual good bad ugly send it to us it all helps improve the podcast so we're going to finalize the pod by telling you how you can get in contact you can go to fantasyfootballsurgery.com and find us on Facebook by typing in Fancy Football Surgery. You can listen to us on iTunes and on SoundCloud. Follow us on Reddit. Give us an up on the pod on there. All the discussion goes on at FF underscore surgery on Twitter. Come and join our massive community, over 3,000 people on there now. You can email us, ffsurgerypodcast at yahoo.com. Send holiday pictures. We'd like to see where you are in the world. That would be interesting. Uh, yeah. You can also join the mini league on one one seven three hyphen four double five. And if you'd like to support the surgery further and have a chance to win some great prizes and get involved in the specialist Slack channel, which our guest David's involved with, patreon.com forward slash fancy football surgery. Leave us some feedback. I want to thank our guest David Isaac for joining us again. You're very welcome, guys. Thanks for having me on. Brilliant having you on board. I'm sure we'll be uh, calling you again to, to come and join us. Thank you for staying up until this late hour. I know you've got work in the morning. That's fine. Iceman, any final words of... There, there just guidance. never is. I've, there's no guidance from me. There's no final words. How can people of become better? How can people become better? Uh, just listen to the pod and up it. Yeah, we'll take that. From me, Bully, thanks very much for listening once again. Good luck with the double game week. of music. I've got a lot of editing to do on this one. Yes, you have. <laughs> It'll be out after the double game. I've lost someone. Who have we lost? Pete. Peter's gone. Oh, Bullard's ruined it, hasn't he? Ruined everything. <laughs> I'll ring him back. See if he comes back in. Pete, you there? Bully. <laughs> cool forward. I think we've lost Bully again. Have we lost Bully again? Yep. Yep. Bit of an arsehole, that's brother, isn't he? He is an arsehole, isn't he? It's only when I'm on the pod. This happened last time as well. It does, yeah. To be honest, it's starting to happen nearly every week now. For some reason, <laughs> his band at his wife's parents' house is just absolutely oh, cat. Gone. Oh, it's gone again. Don't take it personally, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't get skyboard banned. <laughs>